Hey everybody, welcome to episode 23 of Think Relevance, the podcast. Uh, before we get started, I want to mention a few things. Uh, we've got some whereabouts of relevancers here in January 2013. Uh, to start with, uh, appearing at Code Mash in Sandusky, Ohio, will be Jen Myers. Uh, that event is occurring the 8th to the 11th of January. She will be talking about uh, straight-up design, simple ways for devs to make apps look and work better. Uh, then in Durham on Wednesdays from the 9th through the 30th at Relevance HQ, Girl Develop It is running their Intro to HTML and CSS class. Uh, we've talked a little bit about Girl Develop It on the podcast before. Uh, very cool stuff. Um, our very own Lynn Grogan will be attending that, and she's been a podcast guest as well. So uh, Then in Richmond on the 15th of January, Russ Olson, author of several highly regarded Ruby books, will be speaking at the Richmond Ruby user group. Uh, and then in Denver on the 17th, uh, Timothy Baldridge, who was the guest on episode 22, will be at the Den of Closure meetup group. So if you happen to be anywhere nearby any of those events, please do stop by and say hello. Okay, so on to the episode. Uh, in this episode, we had uh, Justin Getlin. Justin was the was the very first uh, guest on episode one, and this was our anniversary, our one-year episode, or close enough. Um, so I thought it was uh, great to have him back. I really enjoyed the conversation. We look back at 2012. We're looking forward to 2013. Uh, really cool stuff. So uh, enjoy the episode, everybody, and uh, thanks for listening. Okay, uh, hi everybody and welcome to Think Relevance, the podcast. Today is Friday, December 7th, 2012, and today we have on as our guest, once again, Justin Getlin. Welcome to the show, Justin. Thank you so much, Craig. All right, before we go too much farther, of course, there is a question. Uh, you have been on the show before. Uh, you were our very first guest at episode number one, and I surprised you with this question. I suspect you're not surprised this time when I ask you, uh, what are we playing for intro music? We are going to lead in with Mountain Song by James Addiction. Awesome. All right, cool. I, uh, I That's awesome. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, like I said, you were our very first guest. In fact, um, I kind of set the date for this to be pretty close to one year. I think we're within two days of one year from the episode we recorded, episode one, um, you know, back at the end of 2011, and... Uh, it seemed really appropriate to have you on again. Uh, we've re- we've published at this point 21 episodes, um, and I gotta say, like looking, I was listening to the show we recorded and, and looking back, and what an insane year it's been. Yeah, I was gonna say, it hardly seems rational uh, to think it's only been a year since we recorded that episode. Absolutely. I mean, just picking just one thing, uh, a big thing, but not. But 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 far from like the the dominant thing of the year, Datomic, right? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, trying to put myself back in the position I was in uh, a year ago and remembering that nobody outside the walls of relevance knew that that existed the last time we talked um, right. is ridiculous. Or frankly, the 
putting myself inside the actual walls I was sitting inside of uh, last we talked, which was a completely different office. Um, uh, I was still at the Jordan house. And so just even physically, uh, the world has changed so very, very much um, in that time. It's crazy. It is crazy. Um, by, by the way, just I, I don't want to go down this road too far, but really quickly, this is a question that comes up a lot, um, and, I, and I mentioned the word datomic. Uh, I wonder if you could speak really briefly on the relationship of relevance to datomic, because there is some confusion about this in the world at large. Absolutely. So um, datomic, which is a product, uh, is actually the product of a company called Metadata Partners, and Metadata Partners is a joint venture between relevance and Rich Hickey. And um, it's technically a joint venture between Relevance and Sente Software, which is Rich's uh, corporate name. But um, so that joint venture is what spawned uh, Datomic. It is not a product of Relevance it, itself, uh, neither is a product directly of Rich, but it is that joint collaborative venture. Right. And we've, I mean, we've, um, it's a joint venture in, in a number of senses, including that. Um, you know, obviously, Stu Halloway works uh, extensively on implementation, but we've had other people who are Relevance employees who have um, also contributed uh, code to it. Correct, and and um, and the collaboration is is entirely about um, uh, you know extending the reach of the ideas in Rich's head through capable hands, um, and Relevance happens to have a bunch of capable hands, uh, which makes us very valuable to that. Um, effort. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, we uh, we will have a we will have more shows about Datomic. I know for sure. I don't actually want to spend a ton of time talking about that. Um, uh, so <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Like I said, it has been a crazy year. I, one place I could start was um, was with the one of the first questions I asked you last time. I said, "Hey, Justin, what's your job?" And you said, "Well, I'm an explorer." Um, is that still true? Like, how is your job different from, from last year? Yeah, I'd say, um, uh, the, you know, I expected that question and I still don't even have a good answer for it. So, um, a year ago we were, um, testing the size and the shape of, uh, the organization that relevance could be and was, um, we were in the midst of, um, pretty dramatic growth at that moment. And we were um, uh, exploring not just opportunities for the organization, but we were exploring the shape of the, the leadership and, the, and the, you know, the overall hierarchy, the company. And I don't even mean hierarchy, the overall sort of the, the way we, we comported ourselves. Um, and in the intervening year, uh, man, again, so much has changed. Um, but my, um, I sort of have uh, settled back into the chair of CEO uh, which means, um, you know, strategic direction for uh, the organization at large, but also um, some more direct management uh, level stuff, meaning being more directly involved in, uh, you know, how we deliver projects and uh, also, um, you know, how the, the various departments work together, finance and HR and delivery and all those sorts of things. So I'd say that, that the real difference between uh, a year ago uh, and now for me personally um, has been um, uh, clarification and realization of, of strengths and, and re-engaging uh, with um, uh, some of what we do directly in the consulting arm. Uh, and part of that, and I, I would say actually the grand majority of that, um, is reflected entirely by Datomic becoming a publicly known entity uh, and actually launching. Um, and once that uh, had happened... Um, some of my focus could return uh, back to 
um, what we do on the on the consulting arm. So you, one, I, I know that uh, one of the things that you've done over the last year, and I think this kind of ties into you know um, some of the things you're talking about with change in focus, change in uh, ideas about uh, about roles and and company structures. Over the last year, you actually met one on one with every single person in the company. Yep. Um, which I thought was was a super awesome idea, and I really really enjoyed our. In fact, we had such a good conversation that um, we had to schedule a second session. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wonder if you could talk about that because I don't, I don't think that's something that happens at every company. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that last assessment. I don't think it happens at every company, although I think it should. Um, uh, you know, relevance isn't so big yet that I can't uh, have a personal relationship with everybody in the company, but it's certainly big enough if only in geographic footprint that I can't hang out with everybody every day. Um, you know, we have, as you know, Craig, but, but the, the listening audience might not know are, are a little bit over half of the total employee base is here in Durham, but, but that means just a, just a shy, sh- a tad under half are spread out, uh, amongst the Eastern seaboard. Um, and that makes it difficult to have, an ongoing heartbeat at the at the personal level of how people are feeling about, you know, the tactical nature of what we're doing and the strategic nature of what we're doing. And so, um, I think it was it was summertime. I'm pretty sure late spring, early summer when I set about to have those one on ones. And it took the better part of five to six weeks to go through because we started out by scheduling an hour for each conversation, and I would say that on average they they took two. Um, you and I took three (laughs) course of two sessions. Um, and what I learned from that, uh, you know, I learned a lot about the individual, the hopes and the dreams and the, the aspirations of, of people in the company. I learned a lot about what they individually thought about the directions we were taking and the, the, um, things that we'd produced and, and, uh, you know, what they hope to get going forward. But way more than that, um, I got a handle on, um, the gestalt of the company, uh, of, of what the overall, the, the mood and the, and the hope and the, you know, the, the desired directions were that would be, have been almost impossible to get as a, in a group setting. Um, you know, as you know, we try to have lots of, you know, all company meetings every other Thursday, we have a full company meeting. Um, but a group setting is not a place where you can, um, get, we get honesty in the group setting, but you don't get deep personal honesty. You get, you know, tactical, meaningful in the moment honesty. Um, so, uh, man, it was a really, um, you know, I, I hope that everybody that I talked to got something valuable out of, uh, having the time, but, um, I, I got a, just a tremendous amount of value from doing it. And so, uh, you know, uh, on a purely selfish note, it was an enormously valuable endeavor. It was exhausting. Uh, it was certainly, um, five or six weeks where the calendar was just, you know, jam packed, um, all the time, but, but it was well worth it. And in fact, we're, we're probably coming up soon within, uh, you know, in the January, February timeframe of round two. Oh, I didn't know you were going to, I was going to ask you if you're going to do it again. Oh yeah. Um, uh, just going to wait until after the holidays. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I, so, I mean, obviously these were one-on-one conversations, but I wonder, you know, without betraying any confidences if there were any surprises or things that you learned that um that you could share that made a, a big difference in um 
you know, what happened afterwards. Sure. Um, so uh, one thing that you always want to make sure uh, uh, as you um, are trying to steer an organization is trying to make sure that, that um, what you think you have communicated uh, is what people have heard. And um, what I learned in those one-on-ones uh, is that um, historically relevance does a really good job of communicating um, technical direction and technical exploration uh, and you know avenues where we hope to make an impact. And we do a moderately good job of talking about um, corporate process uh, and how we are going to try to organize ourselves um, as a group. And we do an absolutely miserable job uh, of talking about how any specific person is going to be either empowered or made responsible for some of those activities. And that was the, the loudest message that I received during that um, time frame was that people had a very good sense of what we were trying to do and a very poor sense of who was going to be in charge of doing it. Um, and so, you know, since then, uh, we've done a lot of work um, to try to uh, make people, um, uh, you know, where necessary, appoint people to, uh, you know, areas of responsibility and where useful to recruit people into areas of responsibility. And, and those, those are two different flavors. Uh, but in, in either case, we want to have touch points and, and stakeholders and um, people who can be uh, in, in charge of initiatives. And that was the second part, which is that we had um, organized ourselves uh, late last uh, late 2011 into um, sort of broad or vague areas of responsibility um, and being responsible for something that doesn't have a deliverable doesn't make you actually responsible for anything. And so we've been trying very much since then to reorganize around the idea of, of initiatives, um, things that have a starting point and an end point and outcomes that can be traced. And, you know, we're only in the baby steps part of, of that sort of transformation, but it's definitely what's on my mind um, because it, it, it gives everybody a sense of forward progress. It gives people a sense of um, being able to say, yeah, we made that or, or no, we didn't. Um, and it seems to be a much more powerful way to um, keep people informed uh, over successes and failures. Um, you know, that's the other thing that I learned uh, in the one-on-ones is that, um, uh, and you, Craig, you, you've been here long enough to know that we, we do a, um, uh, we have a very roller coaster like, um, relationship to, uh, acknowledging our own successes. Um, so when we ship a project, when we knock something out of the park, when we do something we said we were going to do, sometimes we're pretty good about communicating that internally let alone externally. And sometimes we're really bad about it. And sometimes, you know, a project ends and it's just like, okay, well, that project's over, move on to the next project. And so we, we sort of really want to reemphasize a sense of accomplishment when you actually accomplish things. But we are just as bad about radiating when we fail to do something. <laughs> so um, that radiation, uh, you know, and getting the feedback on that one-on-one was, was valuable. And I think, again, we've taken a bunch of steps to, to make that better. And some of it is just, you know, we let some of the way we ran ourselves when we were entirely local continue forward into a world where we're not entirely local and you can't expect people to just absorb some pieces of information because people are talking about it in the hallways. Right. Yeah, I, I, uh, it's funny that you say that uh, you think 
that we are um, not that great at radiating successes and failures because um, I, I, my initial reaction is to agree with you, but then I step back for a minute and think about the fact that we've talked about this in the podcast over and over again is that we're pretty we're, we're pretty obsessive about feedback. Yeah. Um, and so it's I think that might be a little bit of um, of like relative judgment, like oh my gosh, we could be much better at that. Therefore, we're not good at it. I, I actually think we are pretty good at that. Um, as an example, and I hope that I'm going to be able to publish this episode, the, the episode that I'm about to talk about before this one goes out, but we'll see a few things still getting there. I actually had a chance to talk to one of our customers, as you know, on the podcast, and I had uh, the opportunity to ask them the very uncomfortable question, right, as a consultant. I've been a consultant for a really long time. This is an uncomfortable question, but I wanted to ask it. What do you think we could have done better, right? Yep. And, and I think the mere fact that it was obvious to us as an organization that that's something that you should give your customers an opportunity to say in a podcast where you're going to put it out for the world to listen to um, speaks to the fact that we actually aren't we aren't terrible at uh, talking about failures. We, we certainly could be better um, always, but but right. I don't know. I don't know if I can agree with your assessment that we're not that good at it. Well, and I think that the, that your your framing of that actually clarifies uh, for me what I what I'm trying to say, which is I don't think we have any problem admitting failure, right? So if if something has failed and there's an opportunity to discuss it, I think we're pretty good about that. We're pretty honest. We're pretty open to talking about it. And like you said, you know, we're we're, we're you know absolutely willing to and and it's sort of obvious that we ought to give our customers a chance to say that stuff out loud. If we've messed something up, we, you know, let's discuss it. I think more uh, what I was trying to say is sometimes we will launch an initiative and that initiative will fail to materialize. It will either, you know, never make it off the launch pad or it will, you know, <laughs> uh, sail off into space uh, in some direction we hadn't intended to go. And um, when that happens, sometimes we do not radiate back to the team that that initiative is no longer in flight. Right. And so people will just be like, well, I, I heard we were going to do this. I don't know what happened. So once that comes out, we're totally willing. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That didn't that didn't work because of X. And we can talk about it. But sometimes we just forget to even pass along the information. So Yeah, I think you're right. I think we might be uh, <laughs> might be a little bit of victims of we have a lot of good ideas. <laughs> and, you know, someone has a good idea, they're like, that's a great idea. Let's go do that. And a little bit, we, we sometimes, uh, you know, fail to sufficiently acknowledge the fact that doing that means stopping doing the other thing that maybe wasn't panning out the way we hoped it was. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah that's all I mean by that. Sometimes okay. yet to note. <laughs> cool. Event has occurred. Right. Well, um, I mean, I, I want to come back to the it's been a crazy year. Uh, we touched on the release of Datomic. You know, you personally met one on one with everybody in the company. I wonder if you could give our listeners a general sense of the trajectory of the year. Like what were some of the events, you know, just kind of take us through it. What happened that made along the way that made this such a we neither one of us can believe that it's the same, that it's only been a year. Absolutely. Um, so let's see. We talked last December at that point. Uh, we were just finishing negotiating a new lease on new office space. Uh, we were living at the time in a hundred-year-old house um, off behind an abandoned hotel uh, on the outskirts of downtown Durham. Uh, and that hundred-year-old ho hotel was, uh, or hundred-year-old uh, house 
was exactly what you would expect, creaky and wooden and small, and it was gorgeous, and it was, uh, and it was well timed for us to have moved in there. But it was absolutely not uh, culturally um, amenable to the way we work. You know, we like open space, we like collaboration, we like freedom of movement, and um, uh, so between then and and now, we've moved into what I hope is uh, a very long term. Uh, home for us. Um, we went from 3,000 square feet to 11,000 square feet. Um, uh, we have, uh, you know, great light and and great space and lots of collaborative space and lots of breakout space. Um, we in fact have so much space that we're subletting part of it to a friend of our, uh, you know, a co- corporate friend. Um, and uh, it just, I, I could not be happier with the physical space. And one of the reasons I could not be happier with it is that when the whole company gathers, there's enough space here for everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we don't feel packed to the gills when the whole company arrives. Uh, so that's been a huge change. Um, also- yeah, and I, I should say too, and I think you'll agree with me, anybody that's listening to this should, should come on by. Yes. Should let us know. Seriously. Like if you want to come on by and hang out, we would love to have you. Fridays are always the best, but but even if you can't do it on a Friday, by all means, come on by. We, we I'm sitting here right now, and there are th- I'm looking out my office window, and there are three people uh, who are not employees of Relevance currently out in the workspace working amongst the Relevancers uh, as I speak. So um, uh, you know we love having visitors, we love having people come by, and and it's a great space to do it. Um, and the, the other part, sort of so sort of sort of tied to that. We've done a really good job this year of coming up with and executing on uh, a heartbeat of getting the whole company together. We we're, we we have an, a new quarterly event. We used to do just a single yearly retreat uh, offsite, um, and last year's retreat was in Colonial Williamsburg, uh, which was fun. Um, and the year before that was in Snowshoe, which we'll never do again because as much fun as it was, it was such a pain to get to. Yeah. Um, but we're now doing a quarterly mini retreat here uh, in Durham. And what I really love about it is that, first of all, it was conceived of by one of our employees, Ben Van Grift. Um, and he has taken the lion's share of uh, the responsibility for moving it along, along with um, Lynn Grogan, who, who does all of our event planning. Um, and uh, But what's cool about it is it's a, it's a, it's a little mini conference. Um, so instead of being just like a place where we all get together and talk about corporate stuff, we do a little bit of that. I give a keynote that's really about, you know, what's going on in the quarter and where we're going in the next quarter and, you know, that sort of thing. But then everybody gets up and gives a talk. And, you know, last time there were talks on, uh, Datomic and there were talks on, um, uh, you know, routing and linking and closure. And there were talks on ultra lightweight backpacking. And there were talks on, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> what was it, Lucid Dreams? Yep. Uh, yeah, he actually had built, this is Lake Denman, I think, he uh, he had built some sort of device to wear over his face while he's sleeping that would help induce lucid dreams. That, he, he had built it with Arduinos. Yeah. Which is just awesome. And, yeah. And I, I have pictures on my uh, Twitter feed of that day of being able to say, look, not only are we having a conference that, 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 you know, we could fill all the slots on, but it's a whole room full of people learning from each other. And, and that really, to me, marks a, a bit of what I love about the, the company that we, we have come to be, which is, you know, we really do value 
learning and teaching and uh, we value it internally and we value it externally and it's it's a big part of who we are so i'm really pleased with the way uh ink relevance which is what we're calling it um uh has blossomed uh this year and i'm really looking forward to the one that's coming up in february um so that's been a huge change um and uh Let's see. In addition to that, we have the third um, annual Closure Conj, which just re- uh, completed about a month ago. And it was, again, 100 people bigger than it was last year, which is um, kind of the trajectory it's been on. Um, and, uh, you know, next year it's going to be bigger still and it will be uh, we'll have to move it to a new venue because we exceeded uh, the capacity of the venue, especially uh, their capacity to serve coffee. Yes, I, I, I do love the fact that they told us that we consumed more coffee in a day than any other group in the history of the hotel. <laughs> Somebody else pointed out it's a good thing we didn't have beer. <laughs> that would have made for a different uh, conference experience. Different conference experience. Conference experience. My only, uh, the only thing I, I don't like about the conj this year is that just like the first conj, I didn't actually get to attend more than the first two hours. Yeah, we'll get you there one of these years, Justin. Well, I, I'm telling you, I, I was there for Conj 2. I'm just going to assume that, that uh, Conjs are like Star Trek movies and only the even-numbered ones are going to be good for me. <laughs> so uh, I used to have a habit of – so the big um, conference in the Microsoft space, uh, as you know, used to be um, the PDC, the Professional Developers Conference. Yep. And I had a habit of going to every other one where – so let's call the ones I went to the even-numbered ones, where the odd-numbered ones were the good ones. Ah, Right. So we'll we'll but the good news is that so far, uh, contrary to your belief, all of the conjures have been good. So uh, you'll you're guaranteed to whether you hit the even numbered ones or the odd numbered ones. I think you'll be in in good luck. Excellent. Yes. Well, that's good. Um, uh, I hope that I will get to go to next year's. Let's put it that way. Um, and um, you know, from a corporate growth perspective, uh, 2012 has been an interesting year. We've had. Lots of new people join the company, and we've had people leave the company. Um, uh, we sort of have our first graduating class, if you will, uh, of relevancers. Um, you know, we'd enjoyed a very long, um, uh, you know, the company's nine years old, and we'd essentially enjoyed eight years um, without people. And you know, we really do think of it as graduating uh, of people graduating, but but we do have some alumni uh, out in the world now, and uh, it it puts us in a different um, category of company. I really do think that. Uh, uh, it's one thing to be um, a company that people know of and and you know hopefully respect or some sometimes not. Um, uh, but now we actually have people who have spent you know years inside working at other companies. We've got people at Groupon and Living Social and GitHub and uh, lots of GitHub, lots of GitHub. Um, uh, and um, that's not a terrible thing. Uh, no, it's really not. It's and group- we actually had uh, we've actually had two of those people. Uh, we had Fogus on, and we had um, Aaron Bedron both uh, just after they left to talk about the fact that they're departing. And I think one of the things I said was, um, if nothing else, right, and, and I think you're going to touch on this in a minute, um, it speaks really well that um, relevance, which I, I feel like I'm not bragging to say it's, it's you know, one, one of, if not the center for closure development in the world. Um that there are now enough of a market that you can that you can go and get other jobs, right? Like that's a really good sign. And in fact, there's lots of options. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Good, and and, and that's exactly right. But but I think on top of that, um, uh, you know, people take 
jobs for all kinds of reasons and people pursue technology careers for, for all kinds of reasons. And consulting has um, some huge benefits. Um, uh, you get to explore deeply lots and lots of other domains. You get to uh, learn a lot about how business works and how businesses work um, and how software can be applied against a variety of different problems. And it's really cool. The downside of consulting is that you are constantly building stuff for other people. Um, and, uh, so, you know, people, uh, gravitate and I think most consultants, there are a few lifers and I know, uh, uh, you know, plenty of them. Um, but there's people who drift in and out of consulting as, you know, their, their tastes change. And, and I'm thrilled that we're a company that, you know, has now taken the, the step and is, you know, mature enough to have people who, uh, have come in and then have moved on. Uh, so for example, uh, I'm sitting here looking at, um, uh, Clinton Nixon who is sitting outside, uh, was an employee here for several years. We have um, on the show, yep. And recently uh, moved on to take a job. It's not even a job, it's a fellowship at the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Um, it's a two-year stint where he will, you know, is working directly with the CFPB uh, as an employee of the federal government, um, you know, helping protect consumers uh, against, you know, uh, financial predation. That's awesome. Um, uh, you know, I, I hope that, being at relevance for several years enabled him to go after that kind of fellowship and get it. Um, and so I'm really enormously proud of, uh, everybody who works here and everybody who has worked here. Uh, and it's, uh, it's just, it's kind of nice to, to think this is the other thing I was talking to somebody the other day and they said, well, how big is the company now? And I said, you know, it's, it's close to 40 people. And then I sat and thought and I said, well, honestly, it's actually close to 50 people. Um, it's just that some of those people aren't collecting a salary from us anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and when I thought of it in those terms, I, I, it's just, it was, it was remarkable, you know, sort of how big, uh, we are in those terms. Um, so that's been a big change this year, but it's been a good one. Um, I mean, we're sad that those people aren't here, right? <laughs> of course. Yeah, it's great that they're gone. Um, we're sad, uh, uh, every time that happens, but we're also proud of what they're able to go off and achieve and, and, um, and do next. And, uh, you know, everybody should be pursuing their goals and their dreams. And when that happens, that happens. So that's cool. Um, we have, uh, uh, we've brought in our first, um, uh, two international employees this year. Uh, um, Ryan Neufeld has moved down from Canada and Yoko Harada has moved over from, uh, Japan. So, uh, Yoko, obviously a Ruby hero from 2012. So, uh, fun, um, to have her here in the office and, and, and that's going great. Uh, man, it's just, it's just a crazy, crazy year. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, things are going gangbusters now too. I mean, we're, you know, coming to the end of 2012, it doesn't look like it's, it's going to be a less crazy year coming up. I mean, I know we can't talk about everything, but I mean, just my feeling of the momentum right now is that, um, if anything, things are gathering steam. Yeah, I would say that, 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 you know, 2012 was an interesting year for the economy. And, and, and I have to say that, that, um, you know, I spend a lot of my time doing sort of macro, uh, uh, analysis of the state of the economy as it applies to the, you know, the, the, the areas we work in and, and trying to figure out, you know, how we should try to ride various waves. And 2012 was a really frothy year to use an awful term. Um, and for a while I kind of thought it was because of uncertainty over the economy. And it, it felt in a lot of ways like 2008 felt. And in 2008, people will remember the economy went 
all the way to hell in a handbasket and, and it took, you know, a long time for it to start coming back. And, and, um, 2012 had some of that same feel. Um, I can't really say I'm not an economist. I'm not, neither am I a political scientist. I'm just an amateur at both. Uh, but I'm starting to believe that presidential elections cause people to sit on their hands, um, and make irrational decisions about investing and, and moving forward because, now that we're post-election, although nothing has really changed, um, the economy feels like it's it's let out a huge sigh of relief, and 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 the tailwinds for 2013 are just look great. Um, so uh, I don't know how to ascribe too much more to it than that. But yes, momentum seems to be gathering for lots of good stuff. The momentum behind closure development is uh, getting way stronger. Um, our Ruby and Rails practice is, is getting slammed. Uh, and so, yeah, hey, uh, it's shameless self-promotion. If you're, if you're looking for uh, contracting gigs or, or employment in 2013, don't hesitate to reach out. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I've got an um, episode on tap that I think, will again, will go up before this one, where we talked to uh, Timothy Baldridge about what it's like to get hired at uh, Relevance. So I think that'll be interesting if, you, if people are looking for, uh, for work with us, that they can listen to that and find out what's involved. <laughs> Warning, it's not easy. Um, well, as I think we discussed a year ago, uh, we learned from the very best, uh, on how higher. So, um, uh, that, you know, I hope that that remains a strong suit for us. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I actually, I I do want to look forward still. I think there's more to talk about there, but, um, uh, I also want to jump back a second. So as I've this year, as I've, um, gotten to talk to some of our listeners, which I always love, by the way, um, I, I try to remember to ask people, hey, do you have any favorite episodes? I like to know what people liked. And um, uh, people mention the episode that, you've, that you were on, episode one, um, fairly often in that, in that list. And one of the things that comes up uh, when I drill into that a little bit with them is uh, they say that they liked hearing about how Relevance is a B corporation. Oh. Um, and I don't know whether that's what that's related to exactly. I wonder a little bit whether... Um, it might not be, uh, a, being a company with a, and this might sound a little pretentious, but being a company with a soul <laughs> or something along those lines, I don't know if you have any speculation around that. I, you know, it, it, what's funny is, uh, even a year ago, I wouldn't have expected very many people to even know what the term went, meant. Um, uh, you know, we've been a B Corp now for many years, four years, gosh, um, and, you know, back then it was a really tiny little effort and now it really has sort of caught some of the, you know, national spotlight and people tend to know what the, the label means. And even if they don't, they sort of can get a sense. People are talking about sustainable enterprise and, um, you know, being part of a community and, and those things are more part of the national business conversation and economic conversation than they were even a year ago and certainly more than they were four years ago. So, um, I'm much less surprised now when somebody says, oh, you're a B Corp. Um, you know, can you tell me more about that? Or it's exciting to hear that or, um, you know, you know, get a, we get a pat on the back for it. Um, I would say that, uh, you know, having a few, there are some companies that are really well known nationally now that are, uh, members of the B Corp community. And I, the two that I would point to are, um, Etsy and Warby Parker. Um, both of whom are, you know, nationally known and internationally known brands. Certainly Etsy is one of the fastest growing tech companies on the planet. And, um, uh, 
uh, Warby Parker has done, you know, I think they started with uh, getting that front page uh, New York Times article about them the day before they launched uh, and then finding out that they were nowhere near of scale <laughs> to handle mm-hmm. front page of the New York Times can do for you. Um, but, you know, having both of those companies also be B Corps and being talking talking about it means that people really do, you know, at least have an inkling of what it means. And I would say that, um, uh, and I've said this a lot of times, being a B Corp, um, you know, I do take pride in, uh, you know, the score we have on their assessment and how we, you know, qualified for the the label. But um, for me, it really, it, it it's, it's really about having something that gives people an opportunity to ask us questions about who we think we are. Um, you know, to be able to just have that on the website or, or, you know, have it mentioned when, you know, we're brought up into a conference or something like that and have somebody go, Oh, well, you guys are a B Corp. Well, that's pretty cool. Can you tell me more about why or how? Um, that's, what's really valuable. It's a, it's a little wedge into conversation because no matter how much we pride ourselves on technical or process related stuff, what we do is really a people business um, you know, we consult to help people solve problems and you can't solve a problem with somebody that you don't know or trust. Um, and so all of our successes, every single one of them, uh, is predicated upon, uh, having a trusting relationship, um, with people that you really want to solve problems with. Uh, and it all starts with conversation. And so it's, it's, it's always good to have something that prompts somebody to, to, ask you some honest questions uh, and get some honest answers and find out if you're going to be a good fit. So that's really the benefit to us uh, as a publicity or a, you know, part of a community. It, it's that, that conversation starter. Right. I, um, to some degree to, to go a little meta, I, I feel like that's, that's some of the benefit that we get from the podcast too. I mean, we've actually talked to a couple customers who have said, Hey, I, I listen to the podcast before I engage with you guys. Not not to say that that was why they engaged with us, but but that they they were able to get a better sense of of who we are by doing that, which I think is pretty cool. I, I just this week I talked to a potential customer and a potential employee and and suggested both of them go off and listen to several episodes of the podcast, um, to, if for no other reason than to get a, a better sense of of the kinds of people we are and uh, get you know get to know some of the team. Without having to actually, you know, go sit in a room because, you know, for a lot of people you want to, it's a, it's a great icebreaker. The podcast is awesome for that. You can get a sense of who Craig is. You can get a sense of who Stu is or who Jason is without having to go and sit in a room and ask awkward questions of it. You, you, Craig get to, got to ask all the awkward questions. <laughs> yes. Uh, you, you're bringing to mind the Jamie episode, but we'll say no more. Um, no, it, it, that was a great episode. I really enjoyed that one. And I'm, I'm super glad we had her on and that we talked about all the things we did. Um, so yeah, so so that's cool. And I just wanted to, to mention that because it has come up a couple of times. But let's turn back for a minute to the future. Like I said, we're here at the end of 2012 and looking forward to 2013. Um, you know, what's going on, man? What are what are we what do we think is going to happen? What's the what's the what's the sense? Uh, I would say that um, uh, 2013 is going to be definitely a growth year. There's no doubt about it. Um, we are going to, uh, really be investing in moving, um, all of our technology focus forward. Uh, you know, we are, um, very happy with the state of growth in the closure community. Um, 
uh, we're really happy to see the uptick in usage on things like Clojure Script. Um, we have, we're obviously hopeful that Datomic, which is not just a Clojure technology, um, is going to continue to, to make strides in the marketplace. But we're also really happy with our Ruby practice and our, the state of our Rails and, and Ruby efforts. Um, and we see a lot more of that. I think we're, we're starting to see, finally, after four years of making um, direct effort towards it, we're starting to see uh, actual uptake in local uh, customers for us, local meaning uh, people here in the Triangle area of North Carolina. Um, we're generally speaking a national and international company, not a local company. Um, and we'd love to be more involved locally. So um, I- I'm definitely seeing uh, some of those efforts pay fruit now. So we're going to see more of that. Um, and we're going to be out on the road a lot more. I think we've really decided, um, uh, that in 2012, uh, I would say one of the things that we've let atrophy a bit, um, perhaps is, uh, our, um, concerted focus on getting out and, and talking and speaking and, training and all those sorts of things. And, um, you know, certainly relevancers have been out at conferences and, uh, you know, have had a lot of speaking slots and we've attended a lot of conferences, but, um, it was a little more scattershot in 2012 than it had been previously. And so we're definitely putting efforts into, um, uh, you know, being more strategic and more focused about that. So for example, uh, we're going to be doing, um, closure script training the day before closure West. Um, we're going to do a two week, um, tour of Australia around um, Lambda Jam. It looks like uh, so. You know, we're, we're that sounds or seems like um, uh, something that uh, will be energizing for the company as well. And I don't mean that in the sense of um, like people have been listless, but it's you know it's always fun to get out and and be in the community and not just inside our own heads all the time. Um, and so we're making that a big focus. And I would say that. Uh, you know, uh, we have a bunch of really good partnerships on tap for 2013. Um, some interesting customers and some, some, some big projects that I think, you know, I, I can't speak about publicly right now, but I'm hopeful that we will be able to speak about publicly soon. And, and they represent to me the, the best cross section of what we excel at and what people need. And I'm, and I'm really hopeful that, that they're going to be, um, fun and big and useful and, and, uh, and awesome and, and all that great stuff. So, um, I'd also say that, that 2013 is going to see, uh, more geographic spread. Um, our footprint is going to change, uh, in 2013. Um, I know that, that there are people, uh, on the staff who are going to be moving around, um, and we're going to be, uh, probably, uh, you know, moving West some <laughs> as a company, our, our footprint will, 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 uh, uh, sort of spread Westward. You know, we've made it to the mountain time zone at this point, so. Made it to the mountain time zone. We have somebody in Colorado. I believe we're going to have some people on the, on the Pacific, um, uh, time zone by the time we get to summer. Um, and, uh, and that will be a a step that we have been, um, uh, loath to take for a long time, but we're going to cross that hurdle and that's going to be interesting. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, if for no other reason, then I love to go to the West coast and then I'm going to have a a good excuse to do that. Um, but I think it, it's going to be valuable for the company to break through the final barrier. We've been very, um, conscientious about how we have increased our remote footprint and we've tried to keep 
you know, we, we started out by saying everybody had to be on the Eastern time zone because, you know, of the pairing situations. And then we said, okay, we could spread to the, uh, you know, central time zone. And, and now we've spread to mountain and, and, and that has introduced just enough friction that we can overcome it. And then, you know, moving on to the, the Pacific will be the next big thing. And, and, um, and then certainly, uh, one thing that I've found fascinating is that, um, uh, in ways that, that, um, were true for a part of our time on the massive growth side of the Ruby and Rails world, um, we are getting tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of outreach from, um, both potential customers and potential employees, uh, from, you know, the, the closure vector. And that's something that, um, we're going to have to, to face and, and, and start to think more about in 2013. So, um, uh, just sort of the international side of the company is going to have to get some attention. So does that mean that if if I'm a if I were a closure person uh, or a person interested in working with relevance in any capacity, living in Europe, that I should I should not hesitate to reach out and start a conversation? You should certainly uh, reach out and start a conversation. I, I don't know where that conversation is going to go yet, um, but. Uh, if you are a European closure person and you have not already reached out, you're probably in the minority. <laughs> <laughs> Gotten a lot of outreach. So. Cool. I can think of a ton of people that fit that category that I would absolutely love to work with. So that's good to hear that uh, we're at least thinking in that direction. I think that, that that's the other thing is is 2013 as we as we look towards you know growth opportunities, we're going to be um, thinking carefully about uh, how we want to grow and in what directions we want to grow and and uh, um, you know, there's no doubt that, that if you're uh, a Rubyist, um, and you're looking for interesting consulting work, we're going to be, uh, growing in that space. And if you're a closureist and you're looking for a place to land, that'd be great too. I will say, I think it's kind of funny that, um, uh, we've run a, uh, an ad campaign, uh, an AdWords, Google AdWords campaign for, um, a few months now, uh, on closure development and we get a pretty decent click through rate. And, um, uh, but when you track, uh, the or when I started, right when we started the ad campaign, when you, when you tracked what people did when they got to our site, it was something close to seventy percent of everybody went to our jobs page. <laughs> um, uh, but that is actually starting to change, and the ratio is has is almost flipped. Um, but for a long time, it was uh, people uh, would see the ad and they'd click through and they'd go and look and see if we were hiring. So, um, uh, so we're excited about all those things, um, and. Uh, um, you know, we're going to be excited to see what new technologies this in 2013 uh, really catch on. We've been doing a lot of work in the data space and, and you know, the intelligent data space, and we've been doing a lot of work uh, moving into uh, mobile arenas and things like that. So, you know, I, I just see 2013 really feels like it's going to be a good year across the board, not just for relevance. And uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that I'm right. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, I, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm excited going into the holidays for what 2013 is going to bring. Can I, just to, to kind of finish up on the topic, can I flip that one around and ask you the same question, but from the other direction? If we, if we get together again in December of 2013, and I ask you the question, how was the year? What what is the answer that you will give that will indicate to you that 2013 met your expectations, if that makes sense? <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a handy way to, to frame it. Um, uh, what's the old adage, right? Uh, um, uh, imagine yourself, um, uh, you know, retired on an island and then tell me the life story that got you there. <laughs> what I'm asking you, Justin, is where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, yes, I definitely see myself in a mid-level manager position. 
uh, I would say that that um, uh, when you ask me this question a year from now, and I fully expect you to be asking me this question a year from now, so we can compare. You can play this back to me then. Okay. Um, uh, I will tell you that I will feel like the year has been successful if um, uh, Relevance has done some growth. You know, we've 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 gone through some growth. Um, we've we've added to our capabilities and we've added uh, to our um, uh, capacity, uh, and we've worked with excellent customers, but we've reached more people. Um, I really want to see 2013 be uh, one dedicated to um, outreach and um, you know being involved. Uh, it's the it's the one thing that I I feel. Um, has plateaued that I don't want to plateau for us. Uh, so I want to see us getting back out and, 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 and being a part of things. So um, uh, those are the measures that I'll be using. Obviously, we have financial measures and you know, we want to be profitable and we want to uh, stay in business and all those other great things. But, but they're sort of, those are the easy ones. Uh, you know, th- those aren't the things I'll look back on in, in, in December um, and say, yeah, it was a great year because of those things. Um, uh, yeah, those are necessary but not sufficient. Okay, great. Well, I think we will we will make a date right now to come back in December of 2013 and and play this exact clip and then get your response to it. So that'll be that'll be fun. Um, uh, boy, so this has been fat. What what else what else should we be talking about, Justin? What have I forgotten to ask you? Oh, man, um, I'm 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 casting my eye around uh, what everybody is doing and. Uh, um, I think that there are, you know, significant, um, things going on within the walls that, that it, it's, you know, I'm really hopeful that Q1 of 2013 is a time when, uh, we get to, um, you know, release some stuff. Yeah. World. Um, that's the other thing that, that I feel, uh, has been a little, um, you know, datomic and closure have taken a lot of direct effort from the company at large to get out into the world. Um, the Atomic, you know, took a, a huge amount of effort to, to get it live for obvious reasons. Um, but closure is a thing that, and closure script uh, were things in 2012 that um, were, uh, you know, tw- closure was ongoing, closure script was introduced, um, uh, and they're great. Um, uh, I want to see more of that because we've got other stuff that we're building. And it's just not quite ready for prime time yet. So I'm desperately looking forward to um, Q1 and 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 you know maybe stretching into Q2 and getting some more new things out into the world, uh, and and hopefully some stuff that people are excited about. Um, uh, you know, our open source, um, uh, you know, our 20% time. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, so yes, and we've recently made some some tweaks to how we address that. Yeah, and in fact, yes, we just uh, the, the being Friday today, we went through. Uh, a full company stand-up uh, this morning, which is part of our new uh, effort. We used to do this all the time, and it's just you know with with as many people as we have, it's difficult. But we we we've really decided that uh, 20% time is exactly when the company needs to be um, centrally and uh, focused and together the most, um, because it's very easy to uh, drift into you know 40 different directions um, and pursue those things which are most interesting to you. Uh, without understanding whether or not there is useful collaboration to be to be done or uh, shared direction to be having, so um, uh, that's felt good to me so far, and and I and I really am looking forward to seeing how that progresses. 
Yeah, it's been really cool. I think, uh, I mean, uh, I think the example that got used when we when we started talking about whether or not to do this was uh, ClojureScript. It was like, well, if you take, I don't remember how many people it was. I, th- I think it was somewhere around six, six, six to eight, uh, you know, people from Relevance and point them at one task for Fridays for a bunch of weeks. You can do something really big, like way bigger than any one person would take on in a year of Fridays. Right. And and it's it's not just extra bandwidth. It's sometimes it's just extra mental um, support, right? Uh, it's it's and and this is I say this all the time. Um, I worked out of my house for seven years. Um, the first three years of relevance, uh, we did not have an office. Uh, Stu and I each worked out of our houses. Um, we got an office uh, when we started to hire, not because we wanted to force people to work together, but because I couldn't, I was way more effective and efficient when I was working around people. Um, and, uh, that is true of almost any team doing anything. Um, uh, you know, you want to say that people are, um, uh, you know, perfectly self-directed and, and people are, but when you take six people and you say collectively go do this thing, you know, you get, more than the sum of its parts, or at least you hope you do. Um, uh, and I think that Closure Script is a great example of that being true. Um, and and so yeah, it's sometimes it's not just about extra hands; it's it's extra brains and and uh, and and the support that you get from from having everybody focused. So we're trying to do that company wide, and and, um, and it's feeling good so far. Yeah, I agree. I'm 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 psyched. I mean, uh, <laughs> selfishly, I I get help with podcasts. I mean, that's one of the things that we devote <laughs> some small portion of the. The collective bandwidth too is um, producing these things, and I really appreciate that. It's been, it's been, honestly, it's made the difference between um, even me being able to continue this into 2013. Let alone the fact that by the time the year ends, we will have published close to 25 episodes. That's pretty good. That's just, it's just insane, and it's great. And and you know, I could not be happier with the way the podcast has um, grown and changed. And and uh, uh, looking back on on episode one, and and you know thinking about all the fantastic episodes that have happened since then. Um, it's just great. And it, it, I was just talking to Michael Parento, uh, who is our creative director earlier this morning about, um, you know, kind of tied to our, we, we, you know, our, we have our ups and downs about, you know, communicating successes and failures, just radiating things. And we were talking about, you know, cultural touch points and physical artifacts and, you know, being able to point to something and saying, Hey, that's something that we did. Um, and, uh, what's one of the great things about the podcast is that it does represent, uh, something that everybody in the company can look back on. And, you know, I see people doing this all the time of going back and just listening to an old episode. Sam just flew to, um, Singapore for two weeks of vacation and he listened to all, uh, the, all of the currently published episodes in one on the flight. Whoa. I think that's at least 15 hours of material. He listened to it at two (laughs) X. Okay. All right. Well, that would do it. But it, it may, maybe it was on the flight there and the flight back. But he listened to all of them back to back to back to back to back. But that's awesome. Um, you know, it really is a bit of documentation of who we are and where we've come from and where we're going. And um, uh, I think it's just enormously valuable. Even if nobody outside of the company was listening to them, I would find them to be enormously valuable. You know, and that's actually when I started doing it, that was exactly what I said. I mean, really, like if there are – at the time, whatever it was, if there are 30 listeners of this podcast – um, or even 15, like even if it's not everybody at the company, 
that will make me happy. Like that, that is that is good enough. Now, we're fortunate. We have actually many, many more than 15 listeners. The response has been great. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's exa- you're exactly right. I love the fact that that it didn't take us very long at all to start branching out beyond you know our walls. Uh, because as much as we like to hear our own voices, um, uh, there are a lot of other interesting stories to tell, and we run to so many interesting people. It's a shame not to. It would be a shame not to uh, take the opportunity to, to tell their stories and get them to tell their stories. So I'm I'm super thrilled that we've got you know a customer episode that hopefully will will go out very shortly. Um, uh, you know, having Rich on, having uh, the other closure conference organizers. Um, on, uh, you know, all of these are, um, super and I want to see, you know, more of that too, because it's, it's, um, you know, we, we just get to meet a lot of people. We, 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 and, uh, you know, they've got way more interesting stories to tell than we do sometimes. So, yeah, absolutely. And I think I know a guy that can make that happen. So, uh, we will, we will see some more of that in 2013. <laughs> Perfect. Cool. All right, Justin. Well, uh, I don't want to keep you too much longer. Um, is there anything, anything else that we've missed that you want to mention before we go? I think that's it. Cool. Pretty good. Well, it's been awesome to have you on, man. I'm I'm really glad that you were able to take the time today. I mean, the the one year mark does seem like a really good time, especially as it it is at the at the end of the year for us to get a chance to look back to look forward. It's really cool. And uh, uh, so I th- we've only had you on the one other time. I I I, uh, I actually have an episode in mind for you to participate in that I that I really want to do before the end of next year, so we can get a little bit more Justin than we managed to in uh, in the last year. Um, so I, I certainly hope you'll be able to come back and talk to us some more um, in the near future. <laughs> Um, but uh, I do want to thank you for coming on. It's been awesome, and uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, to the whole upcoming year, just for podcasts and everything else. Absolutely, and yeah, uh, you know, we've got uh, the next Inc. Relevance coming up in February, and then of course, uh, um, as somebody pointed out, uh, I think maybe the first six or even eight episodes of the podcast, each and every guest uh, mentions this big party that we throw at Stu's house every year. <laughs> yep, <laughs> looking forward to that too. <laughs> Yep, absolutely. I'll I'll see you there, if, and certainly at the the quarterly meeting. But uh, okay, great. So uh, awesome to have you on. Um, I can't uh, we can't leave, of course, without the the final question, which is, uh, what music are we playing on the way out here, Justin? Clean Elvis by Dan Reeder. All right, great. I'm uh, always love to get uh, songs from people that I have never heard before. So that certainly fits that category. Um, and you and I will have a conversation offline at some point about what we're gonna what we're gonna play when we uh, when we bring the guitar and the bass down to uh, down to Durham. We'll we'll follow up on that some other time. So thanks again for coming on, and thanks to everyone for listening. This has been Think Relevance the podcast. Catch you next time. It improves my kung fu and it eases the pain during acceleration when the pedal hits the floor. This thing burns nitroglycerin and powdered C4 and I will always love you. I drive a modified T-Series Lola. It's kind of heavy, but I like the feel. When I say Vietnam, it sounds just like Coca-Cola. I believe most anything as long as it's not real and I